and his person decided to give the vaccine just to hope that it worked because it was benign. And we gave a low chance that a tumor was going to respond. And that dog actually had complete shrinkage of his tumor. Welcome to Dog Cancer Answers, where we help you help your dog with cancer. Hello, friend. Today on Dog Cancer Answers, we have a call from our listener line. Marjorie called in to ask about how to follow up on treatment options when you catch oral melanoma early. To answer her question, we're joined once again by veterinary oncologist, Dr. Brooke Britton. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Britton. My pleasure. Let's listen to Marjorie's question. Hello, my name is Marjorie and I'm from Vero Beach, Florida. And thank you very much for doing this. My question is, what are the best treatment options when oral melanoma is detected early, i.e. there are no mets and a small visible growth is seen? Again, thank you very much. This is one of my favorite kind of callers into Dog Cancer Answers, someone who is calling in to ask a question on behalf of her earlier self and other dog lovers so that they can avoid going through what she went through, where she very kindly called in to say, this is the question I would have had if I'd been able to ask it at the time. Yeah. So thank you, Marjorie. It's just so generous of our listeners to contribute questions for other people. So her dog, oral melanoma, very small but visible growth, no metastasis. What do we have to tell her? What do we do for early detection and early treatment? Yeah, so early detection is very important for most cancers. I would say all cancers, but for melanoma in the mouth in particular, oral melanomas tend to be very aggressive with a high metastatic rate. And they're also very locally invasive, meaning that the tumor can infiltrate the underlying tissue and even the jawbone, depending upon where it is in the mouth. So The more towards the front of the mouth these tumors are, and the smaller they are, the better chance we have at removing them and hopefully extending a dog's life significantly. We struggle to cure many of these tumors because of their degree of aggressiveness, but it is possible to have long-term survival and a great long-term outcome if we catch things early. There is also a subset of small, what we call well-differentiated or apparently low-grade, less aggressive melanomas that happen in the mouth. And we think that there's a subset that actually can live for years and years and years with surgery alone. But even for those less metastatic oral melanomas, we need to be fairly aggressive with how we deal with the tumor in the mouth. Many times, rather than just shaving the tumor off with a scalpel or with electrocautery or laser, we need to actually remove um, teeth and bone underlying the tumor. Mm. And this is one tumor where, if we can, it's very helpful often to do advanced imaging like CT scan to understand the extent of the tumor. Many of these dogs have bony involvement of their tumor, and we don't really appreciate that when we look at them or we can't see it on an x-ray because an x-ray is not as sensitive a test and maybe it's very subtle. So oftentimes the advanced imaging like CT scan will pick that up and oftentimes the margin that we need, so the amount of tissue that we need to take is a lot bigger than we often think it is looking at the tumor. So 
these tumors will extend past the footprint that we see, Mm. kind of like the iceberg principle where the tumor that we see may be the tip of the iceberg. And we often need to take bigger margins than we think, more tissue than we think to try to guard against tumor recurrence. But if the tumor is very small, you know, maybe a couple millimeters, for example, and we catch it very early and it's in the front of the mouth, these dogs can do very well in the longer term. If the tumor is larger or it's towards the back of the mouth, just because it's harder to access back there, or if it's on the palate, for example, Mm -hmm. that can be harder to deal with those tumors in terms of getting a surgical margin. And because the tumors tend to be more highly metastatic, we will often recommend something post-surgery to try to guard against the tumor spreading, even if there's no metastasis at the time it's diagnosed. And usually that's some form of immunotherapy like the melanoma vaccine. Okay, great. So talk a little bit more about the melanoma vaccine, because I know that a lot of people have been using it since it came out. So what do we know about it now that we've had some clinical experience? Melanoma vaccine has been out for several years, and it's a really nice option for these dogs. And we know that it can statistically prolong life and improve the outcome in many of dogs with oral melanomas beyond surgery alone, particularly the low to mid-stage dogs. It's more difficult for the vaccine to have a long-term effect or positive outcome in dogs with very late stage metastatic disease as with many cancers, but there are still responses that you can see even in, in those cases. And what it is, is a DNA vaccine. We use a fancy word for it. We call it a xenogeneic vaccine. What that means is that it's actually a human DNA vaccine. We're giving a human protein called tyrosinase to the dog through the vaccine. And tyrosinase is expressed by melanoma cells The beautiful thing about the vaccine is that because we're giving a human protein, when the vaccine's given, the dog immune system recognizes this as foreign and it builds antibodies to the human protein that they receive. But the genetic code of the human and the dog protein are similar enough that the immune system starts to cross-react to the dog protein. And so it basically wakes up the dog's immune system to pay attention to these cells. You know, cancer cells have a good way of doing what we call cloaking themselves. It's almost like the invisibility cloak (laughs) in in Harry Potter. Uh (laughs) They just kind of mask themselves from the immune system, kind of the nothing to see over here approach. Uh And so what this does is kind of have an immunologic bait and switch. It tricks the immune system into waking up and paying attention to these cells, and then it seeks them out and targets them for destruction. Just like any other vaccine, though, in any species, some dogs respond better to it than others. Some dogs build antibodies robustly, and others don't, and everything in between. And there's not a good bedside test to measure which dog has really great antibody response and which dogs don't. But it is a well-tolerated vaccine with virtually no side effect. And so it's a relatively benign thing to recommend. But if a dog experiences a benefit, it could be significant. It's best in what's called the microscopic disease setting. So when we have surgery and we're worried that maybe there's metastatic potential, but we don't see evidence of it yet, that's the best time or scenario to use the vaccine. 
but I have seen responses in what we call bulky tumors. So tumors that are non-surgical or they had surgery and they've come back. So a tumor that we can see or feel, the vaccine sometimes can cause shrinkage of those tumors. And we all have stories like this, but the best response I've ever seen with it was an older Basset hound with a very large melanoma on his palate. He was older and had other medical problems and we weren't going to do invasive or definitive treatments to try to deal with that tumor. There was no evidence that the tumor had spread when we staged the dog and his person decided to give the vaccine just to hope that it worked because it was benign. And we gave a low chance that the tumor was going to respond. And that dog actually had complete shrinkage of his tumor. And two years later, he was kind of lost to follow up after his initial vaccine series. And two years later, I got a very nice note saying, hey, the tumor is gone with a picture (laughs) of a very happy dog. And um, that dog had done very well in the long term. So that's not a typical response But it just goes to show you that the immune system is a a weird and wonderful thing. And sometimes immunotherapy, even by itself, can be very, very effective. So he didn't get surgery. He only got the vaccine. No. That's amazing. He had a fist-sized melanoma (gasps) on his hard palate. And he was having a very hard time breathing and eating with it. And we talked about quality of life and whether or not euthanasia was the right thing for this dog. And I would have supported that. But his person wanted to try the vaccine just to see what would happen. And he had a very rapid response, which is not typical. Most dogs take several weeks to a few months to build up an antibody response that's more robust if they're going to have that happen at all. So this dog had a really beautiful response. And again, it's this is not a typical outcome. Right. But yet it just goes to show you that these things can work. And happily with the melanoma vaccine, there's really no downside aside from potentially the cost of it to trying it because the side effect profile is minimal to none. And um, so many of these dogs, I will end up recommending the melanoma vaccine, even if the tumor appears to be less aggressive on biopsy because the metastatic rate is generally high and the risk of doing the vaccine is minimal to none. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody talk about side effects from the melanoma vaccine in any of our support groups or in any feedback I've ever heard. So it's very safe to give and it can really help. It can. It's very safe to give. A little bit of inflammation or redness sometimes or maybe a little bruise at the site of administration. If we have a very small dog or a cat with thinner skin, or a rabbit, for example, we give these in rabbits, we give them in horses. So there are some cross-species applications too. I know we're talking about a dog here, but the melanoma vaccine can work in different animal species as well. Well, it's beautiful. But even in a small, thin-skinned dog, most of the times these vaccines are very well tolerated and they take five minutes to get their vaccine, if that, and then they get up and go about their business. And it's a very low-maintenance therapy to give. Wonderful. Let's take a short break and hear from our sponsors. And then when we return, I want to ask about the risk of metastasis in oral melanoma. And now a message from your dog. Oh, every day with you is like a day at the beach. And I want as many beach days as possible. I want to run. I want to sniff. Ooh, I want to find a good stick to carry. Oh, I want to roll in the grass. Oh, 
and warm my belly in the sun. Oh, I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you. And when I eat with you, I want ever pop. The green, glossy beef liver smell wakes my senses. Oh, you may not realize this, but it tastes like homemade gravy. <laughs> It infuses any food you give me with healthy life vibrancy. Oh, I can feel it. Ever pop traveling to every cell in my body, nourishing each one. I'm so grateful to be your dog and for the ever pop you give me. So now that you know what your dog wants, get ever pop, the ultimate dog supplement. Everpup is available in select pet shops and on Amazon. But to get the best price possible, join the Everpup Club at everpupclub.com, where you'll get your first jar for just $8 with free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Go to everpupclub.com and use the discount code DPN. That is everpupclub.com. Everpup every day. If your dog has cancer, you need to get a copy of the best-selling animal health book, The Dog Cancer Survival Guide. Because no matter what you've heard, there are always steps that you can take to help your dog fight and maybe even beat cancer. At nearly 500 pages, this comprehensive guide is your complete reference for practical, evidence-based strategies that can optimize the life quality and longevity of your dog. It's written by two of the most respected names in dog cancer, full-spectrum veterinarian Damian Dressler and veterinary oncologist Susan Ettinger. With the Dog Cancer Survival Guide, you'll learn everything that you need to know about conventional treatments, surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation, including how to reduce their side effects. You'll also discover the most effective non-conventional options, including nutraceuticals and supplements and diet, as well as mind-body medicine. What I love most about this book, which I've used with my own dog, Kanga, when she was diagnosed with cancer, is how to analyze the options and develop a specific plan for your own dog based on your dog's type of cancer and your dog's age, your financial budget, as well as your personality. You can get the Dog Cancer Survival Guide wherever books are sold, but if you get it direct from the publisher, you will save 10% when you use the offer code, especially for listeners of this podcast. Just go to dogcancerbook.com, and when you check out, use the promo code PODCAST, and you will save 10%. The website again, dogcancerbook.com, and use the promo code PODCAST to save 10%. I want to let you know about an important newsletter. It's called Dog Cancer News. Now, with a name like that, it is not for everyone. But if your dog has cancer, you will want to subscribe. That's because every issue features articles that will be helpful, such as low-carb dog cancer diet recipes, new clinical trials, financial resources to help pay for cancer care, information on supplements, and lots of other helpful info that your veterinarian may not know or have the time to share with you. Also, when you subscribe to Dog Cancer News, you will get a weekly update on the topics covered on this podcast, along with links and resources. So how much does Dog Cancer News cost? Well, today, you can subscribe for free. 
It's our gift. For a limited time, you can get a full year's subscription for free. No strings attached. Just go to this website to sign up for the newsletter now, dogcancernews.com. It takes less than 10 seconds to subscribe, and it is totally free. Do it now at dogcancernews.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back with Dr. Brooke Britton. So in terms of a small, visible, towards the mouth, hopefully caught early, oral melanoma, surgery, melanoma vaccine, generally, can you assume that spread has happened already with these? I know sometimes we do assume that spread happens on diagnosis. Is that true of these oral melanomas? Or do we feel like we're probably okay as long as we can get it all out? If the tumor is very small, you know, and usually we're more encouraged by tumors that are under two centimeters, although two centimeters is still a pretty decent size, especially if we're talking about a smaller dog. So Mm -hmm. if we're talking about on the order of maybe a few millimeters, very tiny, like a small mole size, for example, and we do a proactive surgery and we follow up with a vaccine, long-term survival without metastasis is absolutely possible. Some of these dogs will never metastasize. I think I may be a little bit skewed or biased in my feeling about these tumors as well because they do tend to be more aggressive. And usually when a dog is coming to see me or a cat is coming to see me with melanoma in the mouth, they tend to be larger tumors that are either non-surgical or we have more limited options. But these tumors can also grow very quickly. They may appear as a small pigmented nothing concerning in particular lesion, and then they may turn into something much more concerning very quickly. But to your point, some of these tumors are indeed less aggressive, and if they're proactively managed, they can either be cured or if not cured, a very long-term outcome without any issue. Would you typically use chemo for a small melanoma at this point, or do you use the surgery and vaccine as the first treatment options? And then surgery and vaccine would definitely be the first treatment options and really standard of care. Chemotherapy can be used for melanomas, but it's not very effective. You know, most of the times we're using maybe a drug like carboplatin, for example, which is an injectable chemo. There are others that have been reported, but chemotherapy is not typically very effective for melanoma. It has its place, but the response rates are usually under 20 to 30%. Mm. and usually partial response. So I will use it with dogs that have recurrence or metastasis of their tumors, or if we're kind of getting down the line, trying other things and the tumor is coming back or progressing. 
but it's not a first-line treatment for them. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Britton. I really appreciate you joining us today. My pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you, Marjorie, for calling in with that excellent question. Listener, if you have a question you'd like answered on the show, you can reach our listener line at 808-868-3200 and leave a message. I'd also like to invite you to join our online support group, Dog Cancer Support. It's a wonderful community of dog lovers who all understand exactly what you're going through. You can find that at dogcancersupport.com. I'm Molly Jacobson, and from all of us here at Dog Podcast Network, I'd like to wish you and your dog a very warm aloha. Thank you for listening to Dog Cancer Answers. If you'd like to connect, please visit our website at dogcanceranswers.com or call our listener line at 808-868-3200. And here's a friendly reminder that you probably already know. This podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only. It's not meant to take the place of the advice you receive from your dog's veterinarian. Only veterinarians who examine your dog can give you veterinary advice or diagnose your dog's medical condition. Your reliance on the information you hear on this podcast is solely at your own risk. If your dog has a specific health problem, contact your veterinarian. Also, please keep in mind that veterinary information can change rapidly. Therefore, some information may be out of date. Dog Cancer Answers is a presentation of Maui Media in association with Dog Podcast Network. Is artificial intelligence going to change veterinary medicine? Well, it already has. Right now, on Dog Cancer Answers, we're speaking with Dr. Kelly Deal of Morris Animal Foundation about how AI is impacting veterinary research and the practice of medicine itself. That's on Dog Cancer Answers. Get it wherever you get your podcasts or at dogcancer.com slash podcast.